pump your black fist, 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 pump your black fist. Welcome to this week's edition of Municipal Mania. Right here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. Uh, y'all are in for some kind of a ride. I mm. don't really know what one it is yet, but we're going to end up somewhere is what we've all decided. This week, Melissa is not with us. Oh. But That's unfortunate. We have an amazing substitute producer named Jordan. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. He was about to just probably think we're all completely lost. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to apologize in advance. Sorry. Yeah. We have some exciting guests in addition to me and Francesca, though. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to introduce yourselves? Mr. 6-1, we'll start with you. Yes. I'm Tykeen, better known as Mr. 6-1. You know what? You I know grew what? a whole inch in my 30th year. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. And I'm just thankful to be here today. Oh, my goodness. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag Bless. You know what? 31 and 6 1. <laughs> you know what? What is going on in here? Happy birthday, Tykeen. And this is Chelsea Higgs Wise, host of Race Capital, right here at WRIR on Wednesdays at 10 a.m., right before RVA Dirt. Yeah. So this uh, episode is really kind of a fun one. We're in a little bit of a transition time with local government. We had the budget pass. Mm-hmm. There are definitely things we could talk about there. But there's also some other state stuff that we could definitely talk about and probably should talk about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we just happened to have some fun people that we were hanging out with today and we're willing to do a show. And you know what? These are two people that were also involved in these conversations a few months ago. And lo and behold, here we are talking about this. Here we go. Okay. So what is it that we're talking about? I don't know. Y'all didn't tell me. Let's see. What are we going to do? Are we talking about Blackface History Month? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Oh. February 2019. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. 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 So if y'all uh, haven't heard it yet, the report mm-hmm. came back. The investigation has been concluded. The yep. Virginia Mueller report. Is that what we're calling it? Yes. <laughs> yep. And I, I snatched my wig off when I saw it and just threw it <laughs> so across the room. You before, wear wigs we, now? before we get back to that, maybe I, we can like, <laughs> maybe we can, uh, before we dive into this Virginia version of the Mueller report, maybe we can all just kind of give a little quick recap of what all of our involvement <sighs> and kind of where we left off the last time we talked about this back in February. Back in Black History Month that you stole. Go ahead. And this is the end of May. Okay. Here we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. My name is Chelsea Higgs-Wise. I'm the host of Race Capital. I'm also a local racial equity advocate. And when I saw the pictures of the blackface KKK yearbook photo, I was... I rate. I was. Upset. Oh, I thought you were about to say where you were, and I thought in oh. my head I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this going to be like it's one of our moments. generations?" Yeah. yeah, no, it absolutely oh is. My it. Gosh. No, it absolutely is that moment, and everyone should know exactly where they were on February first at four forty-eight when that that photo came out. Mm-hmm. Right, I know exactly where I was, Same. and and I was texting Jess, Jesse, and I was like, "Yo." Have you seen this? And Jesse was texting me, and I was sitting and in the y'all chair were, trying to get my makeup done. And I was right. in the parking lot. Like, I was getting my makeup and hair done because it was the WRIR birthday exactly. show. Exactly. Like, y'all were that. hosting it. Yeah. Right? And it was just like, Where yo. Where were you at, Tykeen? I was in 707, okay. which is a suit shop right beside Urban Hangs Suite. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And when I, I received the picture, I was like, yo, this is bad. This is really, really bad. Yeah. Oh. And uh, then I remember sending a tweet and making a Facebook status and, hey, 
Northam is no longer suitable to serve as governor of Virginia, and he needs to resign immediately. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, yo, let's go. Well, and also, like, let's just also, I don't know if Tykeen, like, really talked about who he is in, in the context of, like, anything other than Mr. 6-1. <laughs> no, he didn't. Nah. Go ahead, Tykeen. Yeah, go ahead and introduce so, yourself formally, please. I am the chair of the Prince Edward Democratic Committee. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, now I am on the Royal Caucus for the Democratic Party of Virginia, mm-hmm. and I also serve on the Fifth um, Congressional District for the Democratic Party of Virginia. Okay, you're pretty active. Yeah, doing all of the things. But the also things. the very first person to call for the resignation of Ralph Northam on that famous Friday, mm-hmm. unapologetically. Unapologetically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that was a significant moment. It was. It was so. We so now how we were feeling about it. Like, now that we all know we're, apparently, this is a moment in our history that we'll all remember forever. Well, I know my, my feelings changed progressively throughout the night. So when I first saw the picture, I was like, this mother... And then I got myself ready to go to this party because I was like, you know, hashtag don't let white racism disrupt your, your schedule mm. because, you know, we got <coughs> to do. And Every day. This is life, and this is how hashtag white people do mm. so you know you gotta keep it moving so i got my clothes on and um i get to the wrr birthday party and melissa basically um shout out to her basically emceed the whole party because jesse and i were in the back at the table having a damn meltdown over we were, like on running Twitter. to the bathroom like yeah we were in the bathroom trying we to watch videos chicks. like people totally thought we were drunk because we were like in the bathroom having these heated like red face crying conversations and it's like no, we red just, yeah, like we just pissed because you know the governor is like on some wild, some wild, wild shit. <laughs> what made it worse? I think it was it was. So this is expected. February first. Yeah, it, it's it the was, night. This is that, that night. night. That yeah. night. Okay. So it's it was pretty. You know, it was already kind of like what the world when you just had the picture. But then when he sat at that desk and he made hmm. that recorded statement about "I'm sorry, I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to." I feel you all need to hear from me. Yeah, like, like this is what was... I want to say. I, I, I can you. We can use this as a, a, a place to repair the state. And I was like, Oh my God, both mm. Like, what is this? Like, what made you feel that you? way? Well, for one, he didn't talk. He didn't say he was sorry to me. Right. He was talking to a whole nother group of people. It's, you you have yet to say you're sorry to black people. Right. Yet. Tell yet, and it's May. Yep. You know, and so I read that message, and it was like I was like I, I'm gonna read the transcript, and we we watched it like three times, and I was like, who is he talking to? Because he's not talking to me. You still haven't apologized to black people. We don't even know who you are. Are you the one behind the sheet? Are you the one with the black face on? He's Coon Man. Are you? Yeah. Well, I mean, but what? Who? Who are you? What are you doing? Are you the curtain behind them right. standing out the window? Are you the man in the background? Like, who are you in the picture? You're so sorry about it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not. It's not a mistake. I didn't trip up and put on a KKK robe ever in my life. I never like fell into one by accident. <laughs> Or I was walking and like turned real fast and lacked shoe polish got all over my face. Like it's not accidental. Because because you know, he only put a little bit because it's it kinda hard to But it's real hard to take it off. I don't know if you've ever had that problem before. No, I've never played baseball, which is where people typically during that time. So I tried to ask one of somebody that I knew, is this a hypothetical possibility? Because Ralph Northam 
went to VMI. You know what they have to do every day at VMI? Yeah, polish their shoes. Shine their shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, so is it possible that what he's reminiscing on when he says, oh, like, oh, I knew how hard it was to get off was this moment at his college years yeah, at, VMI, at VMI. Like when I polished my shoes with my face. And right. I I, before okay. I could even finish the sentence, my friend who went to VMI was like, I have never in my life gotten shoe polish even accidentally near my face. Like they, you don't shine yeah. your shoes. I'm like, no. okay, that's I've never shine shoes shoes my shoes. Your face. Like I've never shine my shoes. No. Like no, it's 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 no. no. Your nickname was Coon Man, yeah. and in the second day, he told us about his Michael Jackson performance, and he basically Almost admitted to the minstrel show that he is famous for, which got him yeah. the Coon Man nickname. Somebody help me. I don't understand oh. where the question is with this investigation. Hold, hold, let's not even get to the investigation. Wait, we still we gotta break oh, we have I'm break, sorry. We we still, break let, let's talk about the press conference on that Saturday, February 20. Oh, you're right. February 2nd, 2019. Oh. Okay. When he offered to show us. Right. It was a wall. But let's also just think about where we all were by that afternoon of February 2nd, because Jesse and Fran were talking about February 1st, right? And and receiving the news and, and having that trauma of it. And I know, thank goodness, because we all were looking for an outlet. The RVA Dirt Girls went and organized an entire protest yeah. that morning, Saturday morning, right? We are all into this. We are all there. All got two hours of sleep and right. like probably everybody out there because it was a late yeah. decision that night. Right. And it was cold as hell. Oh my God. Right? It was but, so cold. But it it was a morning yeah. of we cannot sit here without saying anything. Oh, and no. there had also it been was... rumors that he was supposed to like, oh, he was going to resign. Like right. this was imminent. Oh, it was supposed so to what, happen. Yeah, like... what, what happens? We're standing there and we're talking. You know, again, Melissa's emceeing and Jesse and I are having meltdown. And I'm like, Jesse, wait a minute. Like, you know what I'm saying? We doing all of this texting, tweeting and talking. And like, where are you finna be? between the hours of 8 and 12 in the morning because I got somewhere to be at 12. But we need to, I'm finna be at the front door. Mm -hmm. Like, what what are we doing? And so, you know, Jesse kind of put out a temperature check to see what was, you know, who was on board, what was going down, if other people were kind of planning something. And then, like, you know, without <clears throat> permit, without any damn thing, we show up with signs, and I'm, like, calling lawyers at the last minute trying to get us counsel. I remember so, just, you know, like, it was this moment of standing there. We were about to start emceeing, like, yeah. about to have to go on stage, and I'm trying to make this picture Girl. to, like, announce the day and time. Yep. And there's this guy that's in my face trying to hit on me. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and I'm yes. just standing there facing my phone, and I yes. was so rude to that guy yes and i really don't even care honestly I'm, i would apologize right now but I, it would be really inauthentic because if somebody's in their phone trying to do work and there's somebody that's standing in yeah. front of me trying to claim they know my name but that's, hitting on me while we're about to go up front like this cares. is this crazy no. moment so that's the point that's kind of the issue with most right. people who approach us in public because they don't realize that rva dirt is a 28 hour job right. and so we're always on the phone in our text messages in the DMs, hacking into some shit. <laughs> and people are oh, y'all be hacking though? Asking, hey, hey, don't do that. No judgment. <laughs> Digging up dirt, yo. You know, oh, we're dude. always in it. In databases. Yes, and people are like, you know, well, you know, I just want to talk to you about some other stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> the police. We're not talking about that right now. Well, well right. that's a delicate subject in Virginia right now. With I don't give water. a damn. 
We talking about something else. And so I, you know, people do that. Like, anyway. you know, they don't understand. They don't understand. Like, oh, dirt is, oh. is a lot. Yeah. This is dirt for life. We need anyway. to go ahead and get a tat. We that, appreciate it. it. We're married. Just, yeah. <laughs> hey, anyway. Hey, get a tattoo so we know it's real. I'm just saying. You know? It's so real. Right. It's just this ridiculous moment. on your neck so we know it's real. Of, like, the next morning. But it was, a lot of people were really dedicated to what you all built that morning, right? People showed up. People had the signs. Talking about a tattoo. It's for real. I was in the kitchen on. I jumped on y'all's uh, Twitter feed that morning because I had a kid that 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 morning. And you were helping me like get speakers lined up. I think at yep. three in the morning. It was, it, it was wild. It was a. It was <laughs> Somebody a thing. drove all the way to Jesse's house to deliver a oh, a mega food at yeah. one in the morning. Right. It was such a beautiful moment of right. community experience. And actually, there was two. Yeah. And it was this megaphone from a friend of a friend, and someone like was like, yeah. "Here you go." This, right. this was got, amazing. Somebody brought us donuts and coffee. Right. A, a Richmond wow. business, a local was, Richmond business, yeah. bought us lo- uh, donuts and coffee to feed everybody and they were like nah feed y'all the media can get it second y'all need to eat I don't really care what the polls say mm-hmm. about what a Virginians felt I remember it was almost an entire month of all of our lives we're like yeah, that's all was. we did and all it we was. talked about uh, and like sure. it was just yep. this emotional yep. community experience for a lot of people yep. calling for someone to resign that just wouldn't step down yeah it wasn't and just that it was just he, he wouldn't understand he yeah. couldn't understand what he did wrong I didn't eat for right. four days yeah. I was nauseous for four days zero empathy me. right Ooh. yeah none None. Like he right. just couldn't see it. He just couldn't. He won't. He won't see. He hashtag. He couldn't see. Right. And people were just <laughs> asking in the DM, like, "What's next? What do we do? Yeah. What's sure. happening?" Yeah. Like everybody was, wanted answers. It was event after event after event after protest after Democratic funeral after Sheesh. everything. You know, and it then uh, I think people realized that we needed some self care. We needed some healing events. Then those events started. I think what what was the icing on the cake for everybody was the next day. February you know, 2nd. We're out there protesting. We had gotten word, inside word, that he's thinking of, he's called all his people in. They're talking about resignation. These these things are circulating around. Other offices connected, Lieutenant Governor's office has met, and they're talking, and all this stuff is happening. He's going to have a press conference at 9. So we were supposed to originally have our uh, protest at 9, but we bumped it down so we would be mm-hmm. free and there to see what was going on. He, he pushes it back. NAACP State Committee they're going to make a statement. Yep. And so we're running back and forth to that. Our ears are wide open with all kinds of other tidbits coming in. And then he has this press conference and he stands up and talks about how he understands the breadth of the situation because here he stands in the Capitol building in the governor's mansion, which is a symbol of white supremacy. And so what the hell are you talking about? We still have not addressed who are you. Well, I don't recall. Well, his Twitter says he's a defender of Virginia values, so not that far off base. Girl, bye. It's personal Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. And it's like, it's just too, it was that press conference was just a case study on what not to do when thank you're in a crisis you. my right? god bingo. my bingo. god bingo. both of them like bingo and, and, you know also i think when we're talking about things that were going on that day i don't think it had been two or three hours since i had heard that there might be some things coming out about our lieutenant governor mm-hmm. right and i yeah. think that it was real quick back to back and it, you know that was the other thing is is like in the midst of this all of a sudden these rumors also start coming out that the person that that morning you're saying should step into this role of governor yep. and you're finding out that, that might not be a good look either. Yeah, no, it, it was it after was the first. It was after, after the gut punch, after gut punch. And then, yeah. then yeah. this press conference, yeah. and mm-hmm. he almost moonwalks. Right. Yep. Well, we had to check with Pam first, and Pam was like, no, I wish you would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, that's not okay. 
Well, yeah. and and we saw in the investigation report. I know we're not going quite there yet, but we we realized that how how mad Pam got that she didn't understand. Yeah, right. Like, and that sh- if if she would have known, she would have never allowed that first press press conference to happen. Yeah, and, th- that statement to come out where he right, apologized. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. If 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 the white woman had more control, she would have been able to control the narratives that come out of this. But, but that's another interesting thing because you know. During that entire time, you know, there were people that were starting to write letters to Pam Northam. Mm-hmm. And then right around that time is when it came out that she was allegedly, rumors the on the street committee yeah, yeah. said that she's actually one of the Please main reasons. Please give me credit when you quote me. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Taki, you started the street committee. Yeah, he's, he's, he's head of the street committee. He didn't tell you all that, too. Chair. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, Chelsea, you're the co-chair, so. <laughs> I, I can't. When you hear about these things where allegedly she's the reason he is now digging in his heels. Hashtag history. Mm, come on, yeah. Fran. Come on. I'm come just on. saying. Yeah, come on. Yeah, so, I mean, mm. I think coming from my perspective, even about the whole Northam piece. So the first thing people started saying is like, well, we can't talk about Ralph Northam in 2019 if we don't talk about Medicaid expansion okay. in 2018. Let's do it. And, like, let's talk about all of the great things that okay. we have because let's talk of about Ralph Ian Northam. Hill. Let's talk about that, too. And so, you know, my first thing is, like, yeah, we can talk about Ralph Northam 2019, but I grew up, you know, I grew up a country boy. So I grew up, like, you can tell a lot about, it, about the tree by the fruit that it bears. That's it. Mm. That's it. Mm. And so, I mean, this isn't anything new for Governor Northam, right? Mm-mm. Nope. And so, unfortunately, the whole the blackface incident occurred on February first, and so I remember it because it felt like no, that's when we were clued into right, it. Right, right. So that's when we were clued into. We right. all knew. But. Yeah. So, so it felt like it felt like a funeral, and so I think it was symbolic that you all had a funeral. But, Justice RVA, shout out. Mm-hmm. But it's it felt like it felt like someone died, right? Because people that I'm close to, that I'm friends with, they are employed by the governor, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so those people, it became like this interesting dynamic because they started reaching out, giving me some dirt, pun intended. RBA dirt. But, you know, like those people still wanted their jobs. And right. so some of those folks started telling me certain things that were transpiring behind the scenes. And I think all of Virginia expected him to resign on February 2nd. I think all, I, I, and I, that's an interesting concept to relate it to because I definitely felt somebody, somebody died. And I really felt like it was every black person that worked on his campaign that volunteered and knocked doors for him, that offered them their vote because I know that's how, and progressively I said my feelings changed progressively throughout the night and I went through a full range of emotion. I was pissed at first. Then I was just like, I felt dead. Like I felt like this thing, and you know, I'm big with voter registration and I'm big with voter education. I push that, I push that. And voter registration. Yes. and and Talk about it. For me to have been out there knocking doors, taking applications, doing restoration of rights, encouraging people to vote, and then you pushing this party, you pushing this person, this candidate, and then you come to find out, just like the rest of these white 
people. Like, right. you know, look at look at what you bit. You turned around and bit me in the ass. Right. And I was like, man, like it just for me, a little piece of the democratic process for me and the truth that it's supposed to offer me as a person who votes and who puts power behind my vote. I had to take a minute and sit down and be like, let me really, really justify these feelings I'm having right now because I feel like this process failed me because mm-hmm. I ended up voting for somebody that you guys were supposed to vet, you know, that was supposed to be, you know, I mean, this stuff is public, you know, public stuff. Right. And, right. I, and we get through this right. and, and now we get to this point and your ass is so damn arrogant that you can't even say out of your mouth I'm sorry to the black people I hurt this happened in the past you know let's now be real let's be honest you still telling lies or you still can't own up to what you're doing or you still can't say I came from a time and a place where things were different and I'm not that way anymore but let me understand what you know reconciliation really looks like let me step down you can't even say I I just felt like a piece I gave y'all Medicaid expansion I gave but I just felt like a piece of me we were just off of 2016 though right like black folks were looking for something we were all looking for in Virginia this purple state we wanted to make sure we had this democratic hero right in 2017 and we had just had like everything that happened in Charlottesville right and so no November 2017, we were really looking for somebody that were going to stand up for us unapologetically. For so, so for someone to just come out. But here's my question: Like, yeah. what about Ralph Northam's campaign made him that person? Hold up, wait, and like, it wasn't. And he wasn't. Thing. Like he but, wasn't. And that's he the never thing. Has been. That's oh, the thing. But oh, you know what? No. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation about where where black people continue to get pimped and hoodwinked through this uh, through on. this party that we love so much that really ain't done shit <laughs> for us yet. If we really, really want to talk about it, like that's a whole nother show. We, right. we want to come back next week. Right. I think that's a whole event I mean, called hashtag right. flex it. I, it I is. can go ahead and just say I'm gonna go ahead and drop my RVA oh, mag pl- article from January hold. 2017. Please hold, hold, first hold of up. All. No, hold up. P- pl- please go do ahead. not quote Candace Owens. Oh no! Oh <laughs> my God! Here we I go. thought I was, like, I was waiting. Like someone has to call me out on that, right? Like, come on. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, watch out because we know that you attended that event. I mean, she she went she went in my absence. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. That for was going. a sacrifice mm-hmm. for all of us. Because mm-hmm. I won't go sit there and look at the Proud Boys and let them threaten me over my shoulder. Right. We had a whole situation. Right. But no, nothing about Ralph Northam's campaign should have allowed us to believe that mm-hmm. he was ready to be the person that we needed in 2017. Okay. Because again, I was one of the people that voted for him, that knocked doors for him. But throughout the entire campaign, I was like, yo, when is he going to talk about African-American people? When is he going to say the word black? When is he going to say the word black? So, so Literally. So I'll say this. In September of 2017, there was a central committee meeting in Fredericksburg, Virginia. At that meeting, I verbalized a, a number of my complaints. And one of my complaints was the lack of African-American outreach. And so the response that I, re- I received at that meeting was, hey, uh, the lieutenant governor, well, his African-American outreach will kick off in mid-October. And so I don't know if you all remember what happened in mid-October, but mid-October, President Obama came to Richmond. And like that was basically the extent of his African-American outreach. Okay, pandering, pandering to the same stuff. And that's what I'm saying. It's like we continue to get duped. We continue to get, you know, hoodwink, bamboozle. That's it. Run amok. That's it. And, and then after you have people that stand up and say, hey, dog, like, this is not okay. You got some of us that are so damn tight into our pockets, into these lifestyles that we've created, into these cozy jobs that we've gotten, that we've talked our way into, 
that we would stand up and say, oh no, he should stay because I'm black and I think he's okay. And I think we can work past this. And I think this is not the third. Okay, well, I can understand, but if he's going to stay, he's going to earn it. He's going to do something for it. You're going to earn my vote that you, I feel like you stole from me by being this way. But to have the community split where you have these community leaders, as they call themselves, that want to stand up and bring this contradictory narrative as if to say this uprising to ask him to leave or to ask him to step down they're not the real leaders of richmond we're the real leaders of richmond just because you're getting paid on the side to buy new wigs and a new uh wardrobe don't have nothing to do with you being nobody's leader and you don't speak for me or anybody else in richmond you just speak for the people that you also sharing your little paycheck with friend you own one on this list okay come out with us earlier okay you know i think it's interesting that a lot of those people now they think about it because as soon as you start talking i just remember we need to get this investigation so we can also have time to Hmm. talk about justin fairfax um coming out after the investigation saying he supports Ralph Northam basically. Of course. And I'm thinking back to again this time period about who are the same people that were supporting Northam that also were supporting Fairfax throughout the conversation. Not only that, but before before you even dip Oof. into that, oh now you want to come out and you want to say that you support Ralph Northam, but not shortly after, before we even knew what when you were what still was in coming line out, for governor. Yeah, when you were still in line with governor, you got a pack putting out a press release talking about Ralph Northam's camp needs to stop putting out these salacious lies and and falsified rumors out about you because you know you don't want your your reputation sullied you know that tweet's gone by the way like that press, mm. press oh i'm sure i went is. and looked for it like well, a we month got ago and don't it's worry gone. we got press receipts are we talking about collective pack what are we talking yeah. about yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. The, yep. the collective pack which is a black pack national pack that <clears throat> that backs a lot of uh black candidates by the way for people that are listening i'm gonna go ahead and put that put that out there yeah and it's awesome we're not we're not saying anything against the pack but all of a sudden you know why it just came out it it yeah. happened and it was influential and it was like what the hell what is, is happening yeah it what's was, happening what because, no, because at, at and we don't even see y'all all the time in virginia politics so nope. all of a sudden you just see i it. had to find who they were right, if, exactly. if, if my memory serves correctly that pack released that press statement on like february 3rd right before um, before the allegations were made were, were public, public. Mm-hmm. and right. so then february 4th about right. 4 a.m right then mm-hmm. the lieutenant governor responded right. but they knew that those allegations were coming out because all of because us those and, allegations were out in 2017 hello right? exactly and and the collective pack had been uh, supporting justin fairfax mm-hmm. even prior to the 2017 election mm-hmm. so i i was at one of the fundraisers up in dc <clears throat> So this was a campaign for that. But again, why are you speaking out involved? Like, take a second and figure out what's why happening you figure in the out context. The facts first? But maybe they felt like they knew what the facts were yeah. because so. a whole lawyer was on retainer January 18th. Yeah, so what I'll say is hmm. that going back to the investigation, I expected the investigation to say, oh. Can we, like, actually, let's go to the investigation. Sure. Like, let's actually pivot to the investigation officially. Yeah. So Who I did? haven't I haven't read it, FYI. I, okay. I haven't actually read it. I don't feel like I need to read it. To so basically it to, like... the Virginia version of the Mueller report. So let, let's put the facts out there first. Who was leading the investigation? So McGuire Woods. McGuire Woods. Okay, these short answers, these short answers. So gonna... M- McGuire Woods, but it's important to say that McGuire Woods. Uh, uh, you see, you get too, you're getting too big and you get too deep in the weeds. You're right. I'm, I'm a guest here. You're right. Just, Carry just on. One at a time. Carry one on. at a time. Are, Reclaiming my time. So it's McGuire Woods. Okay. Who paid McGuire Woods to run the investigation? The Eastern medical Virginia school. Medical School. Okay. And what was the scope of the investigation intended to be? Essentially, they wanted to find out if the the governor was in that picture. 
Uh, there was another piece of that was another. They added that was in the the revelation. They added a piece to the scope. What was the other piece? If that picture was erroneously added to the governor's yearbook page, and there was another piece that had everything to do with the school. What was that? What was that? It was supposed to be researching whether this picture was a continuous piece or a reflection of the current and or past sure. culture of the, of the school. Right. Okay. And so then when we start going through these press conferences with the law firm and the representatives and they're talking about this we end up hearing more about the culture of the school right and how evms is trying to protect themselves and how they you know the the structure of what they do is to promote diversity and inclusion and how you know that's to you know most schools are worried about the academic progression of students but they're more concerned about having presenting an area of diversity because i'm sure that came up you know i'm sure if we go back and we look at their board of directors notes that i'm sure diversity and inclusion has been in them prior to their school being front and center on a blackface a scandal in virginia yeah right especially because in the report they talk about the president's seeing and noticing yeah he's uh, this and it's actually we'll get into that like how long they've known that the picture was there and, and how they responded to it so now you can throw your tidbit in now why is the fact that this particular firm who's now been paid by a, a a party that has a vested interest in what the results of the scope of this this investigation is how how is that connected now, now you can throw that in go ahead well thank you for that francesca mm-hmm. you're welcome go ahead mm-hmm. that's why so, she's here by the way mcguire woods <laughs> uh I, i'll preface my comments by saying mcguire woods does not care like they care about power they don't care about political right. yeah. party right and so i don't think it's fair to look at this from a partisan lens right but mcguire woods donated essentially 50 grand mm-hmm. to ralph northam in 2017 so about they 20 won? so about 25 grand for i think it was 25 grand to his election campaign mm-hmm. And just under twenty five grand for his inauguration, and mm-hmm. so regardless of the fact that they donated the same amount, like twenty five grand to Ed Gillespie, who was mm. the Republican nominee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it had everything to do with solidifying a relationship with the person who's in the leadership. Sure, of the, because of the because right they now. care about power, like they don't exactly. care about party. Exactly. And so, so if I'm Eastern Virginia Medical School, I'm never going to ask someone who donated to a candidate hmm. to investigate that candidate, Are right? Are you sure? But, unless, but, but, unless you uh, want uh, unless, 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 you're unless you're trying to cover up something. Right, unless. Because regardless of what you say they did or didn't do, it's unethical, like the, the perception of it, right? If, mm-hmm. if you wanted to maintain the integrity, because it, it's going to be a perception. Like if you there cared you about the integrity, and because if you were intending out. it to yeah. be yeah. a truly ethical and, and an actual investigation, mm-hmm. like right. Right. you would have done it. Right. And unless they can validate that power and what they're investing in, then what's the point? Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, they have to maintain that power that it's there. It's solidified. It's not him. We're going to keep going and be able to support this type I mean, of power. It's, yeah. plenty, it's plenty of lawyers they could have asked. Paul Goldman got so much time on his Woo! hands. Why they didn't ask um, those, Lord, let, let, Let's not go there. To, what they should have done. Y'all didn't want that? No, no. Y'all no. didn't want to keep him busy? <laughs> okay. All right, what cool. they should have done, cool, <laughs> they should have used an outside agency. Mm-hmm. Or law firm right. that has no affiliations to Virginia. Like there are right. thousands of law firms. Because you couldn't find anybody at that party. Hmm. Nobody. No one. No. No.
You are listening to RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania on WRIRLP 97.3 FM, Richmond Independent Radio. something that had come up in February or maybe March. I don't even remember when it was. And I don't know if we've talked about it on this show before or just on Twitter, but this has all been intentional. Mm-hmm. Every little bit of this, mm-hmm. you know, it's part of a communication strategy to survive a turbulent storm. Yep. Right. And, you know, ultimately when you're looking at communications and trying to stay in power and maintain power, you're going to pander to the people you feel like you that need have the most power. to definitely. maintain your power. And Bingo. you have to keep their support. And, you know, when I see the things, to your point, Taheen, they definitely should have used that law firm. But at the same time, maybe they should have if they were trying to signal to who is still Mm -hmm. in with the governor at that point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And signal to other people that they wanted to know, hey, we're all here in this together still. Because these are still the people where we say, hey, you know who Ralph Northam still hasn't apologized to? Mm -hmm. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason that they are crafting these messages intentionally to be things that are more palatable to middle-aged white people. I mean, maybe if we look at people like Tom Farrell, who had a Dominion, produced a movie about Mm, Confederate soldiers that went to VMI, which is Ralph Northam's alma mater. You know, I don't. I'm not saying this is like a connection. Where he was known as Coonman, exactly. And it's you know, it's when you think about you know who are people that are still loyal and whose support do you think you need? And I still feel like if nothing else, that our general assembly members have like, if nothing else, can we please talk about should we only have a governor for one term? Because I just feel at some point, what is the accountability of the people somebody that doesn't get reelected has? Mm-hmm. And when we talk about what corporate power is mm-hmm. and how do you basically just maintain, you know, you just mentioned where they donated 25 grand. They were always going to do- donate $75,000. They were always going to donate 25, 25, and then 25 to whoever won. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what, what what are we doing here? And, you know, I get the idea of like, oh, well, the way Virginia system set up, the governor has a whole lot of power versus the general assembly. It's a whole thing. And so, then fix it. Because that's horrifying to me of you mm-hmm. know why is it that honestly in this moment where he really has nothing to lose right as far as you're not trying to run for re-election so wh- why do you care about maintaining this relationship with power hmm. where are you going next are you trying to run for higher office are you trying to get a job after this I mean, at, I don't know. at a certain I don't I don't religious know if, university i don't even know if we gotta go that far i feel like hashtag white privilege like, i mean you don't even gotta think that far through this i don't have to be i, I don't i don't i don't have to even think about that because I don't need you for re-election and I'm already in tune with the most powerful people that I feel like can move me so 
I don't really have to worry about it. I, that's a part of my white privilege. I don't have to apologize to y'all. I don't have to worry about pandering to the people that I really hurt. I can show up. Or even apologizing. Like, or even apologize, yeah. I can. I'm a, I apologize if I hurt you. No, I know. Uh, that's not an apology. If. That's not an apology. It's you not. know what I'm saying? It's, it's I'm sorry and then shut the hell up with all that other stuff. Right. But no, I'm going to go to Virginia Union and I'm going to try to show up at y'all's little event to tell y'all that I want. Then I'm going to start talking about when we're talking about, uh, uh, what was it just now, this month, about the um, second chance, second chances for domestic violence offenders. And it's right. like, well, I, I, I want to protect black people. Right. And the mandatory minimums. What? what? After, right. Oh, but hold on, hold on. Like, what? Like, if we want to talk about mandatory minimums in the fact that he said, I'm never signing anymore. You, you, you got you got that southern drawl. Like, I'm never in my life ever gonna sign okay. another mandatory minimum because it disproportionately affects black and brown Virginians. Okay. But I mean, my goodness, you just signed the mandatory minimum. Literally before that. Like, right? And, and, and hmm. so like as egregious hmm. and as and as abhorrent as that crime was mm -hmm. in Mosby Court, we didn't need a mandatory minimum. Right. And right. so, like, don't come to me. You pretend like you're an ally. Hmm. When it's convenient for you. When it's uh -oh. convenient for you. When you're done with it, right? No, I've learned my lesson now, so I'm going to stop. Yeah. Like, can you I, can, can you can forget about everything I did before this, please, though? By the way, yeah. forgive me of that. I'm, We're, re I'm reconciling I'm a, that. I'm about, a re what about Union Hill? Is that? Oof. Been no, I, I'm gonna read Roots. Oh, for, for, roots. first, I'm gonna read Roots, which is a not, which is a fictional story, which was plagiarized, by the way. <laughs> you going all the way back? I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna read Roots, and, and 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 now I get it. And now I'm okay. Like, like, like y'all need to forgive me for all of my sins because I read Roots. Because I read three, the top three selling Amazon Black History books. And Could we're he okay read now. Where's the book report? Well, he didn't read them because if you actually Bags, give, look, give me a synopsis of what no, you read. No, no. Well, he said he said in in reading one of them, it was you know comparing notes with an assistant, blah blah blah. Like you know what? I, I, I'm I'm gonna say this. Like you read Cliff Notes and you. Now he you claims okay. he read Roots, but if you have to like reach in your pocket, which this happened. In January of 2019, if you reach in your pocket and pull out quotes of things that are like pertinent or stood out to you, like it didn't stand out to you. Right. So right. Right. I'm. Uh, Again, you didn't even remember who Michael Jackson was. Yeah. I mean, you know, I put that br I put that black shoe polish on my face. <laughs> I, I mean, you so this is the thing. He's been putting on work on his accent. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. so like, all right, to be fair. To be extremely fair here. Because okay. I think RVA Dirt takes pride in being objective. Yes. Yeah. Ralph Northam is from the Eastern Shore. And so I have a lot of family members from the Eastern Shore. I already know where you're going with this. I can go ahead and put it out there. Go ahead. Okay, Miss Cleo, tell me what I'm about to say then. Call me now for your free reading. He's from the Eastern Shore. And the Eastern Shore integrated schools a lot faster than other places did surrounding. No, so that's not where have, I was going, but okay, carry on. But we can carry, carry on. on. And so he would have played on sports teams with black kids while he went to school. I got black and friends. And he would have, yep, I got black friends. And so now when I get to my schooling, I might, you know, I might be more, you know, inept to talking to black people and, and being more friendly with other black people because I've been around them a lot. And, you know, that's why they called me Coon Man. <laughs> 
I've heard that. Yo, what? I've heard that. People no, have come yeah, to me and yeah. tapped me and wow. been like, that's why, that's why, that's what Coon Man is. Because that's all I want to know. Is he would have How been, did Coon Man get he, to be he, your name? He, the white, the white people named him Coon Man because he would have been a little, a lot more sympathetic to his no. black classmates because he grew up on the Eastern Shore. But they don't even he, sound right. Like, <laughs> like this no, sounds like some he, too calm. He got called nonsense. Cool Man because he was over there <laughs> dancing like Michael Jackson, showing off in some black shoe Shucking polish. Shucking and jiving. And that's what he was couldn't doing. couldn't get that damn shoe polish off his face for three to four, <laughs> five days. days. So they called him Cool Man. I, I mean, what? listen, this is what he should have done. Like, okay. Honestly, he probably should have hired one of the ladies in this room <laughs> to help him. Truth. And I'm very deliberate about saying he should have hired one of the ladies in this room hmm. to help him with, like, his presser on February 2nd. And what he probably should have said is something to the effect of, like, hey, I made a, an, an abhorrent mistake. I was oblivious. Right. I was ignorant. And moving forward, this is what I like to do. But, you know, like, even some of the the nice flowery things that he said on like, February but, 2nd. And, but. Then his but. actions came back and said, like, dang, man, like, you ain't really about this life. Like, you say one thing, but you aren't really doing it, right? Right. Yeah. And so now I think coming full circle, we have to really look at, like, what is the impact of February 2019? So I think we let off Mark Herring a lot, but. I've been wondering, like, are we going to talk about Mark Herring ever The impact of blackface. I hope to God not. Mark Herring, Ralph Northam, and the sexual assault claims against Justin Fairfax. What impact will that have on the November 2019 elections? Well, apparently, if Terry is out here running front face, it had not very much, right? Who's Terry? Terry McAuliffe. Like, oh, the, the guy who's running for governor in 2021? In 2021, when we should have a person of color, woman of color, out here running mm. because of blackface, because of the sexual allegations. It should just make sense that all of Virginia is ready Mm-mm. for that type of lens. That's nah. too much like, right, we're not doing that. I'm just telling you, that's not happening. Is Virginia ready? Even in Virginia Democrats, we're not even no, ready No, Virginia's to do that. not ready. Virginia's not ready because Virginia can't even get itself organized. We got four Senate seats that's still available that have that are uncontested races right now but, with Republican uh, uh, Even in the Democratic and 11, Party. And 11 House seats that are uncontested right now in the Democratic Party. But, but So this is the thing, though. I don't want us to get into a point. So this is coming from a Democratic chair, but this is coming from Tykeen Cooper, the individual. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't think we can get in the place of just looking from it from a partisan perspective. Like, we really need to start addressing right is right and wrong is wrong. We've been t- we tried that, and you know what? And you know what? I, I mean, did we try that though? Because oh, a, a, oh, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people are saying like, "Oh man, like we have to forgive Ralph because yeah. he you know gave what? us like, no. oh, uh-uh. like, like, like one lady hopped in my mentions mm-hmm. on my birthday and said, "I mean, y'all just need to move on." Like, you know what? Let me tell you why that's. Let me tell you why that's problematic. Because if you look at the history of why, of how black people have been treated disenfranchised, ignored, marginalized. marginalized in this, not just this this state, but this country. For 400 years. For, I, exactly. In and, the 400th year. Yes, in the 400th Hello. year. Bloop, bloop, bloop. That you would demand, that's what I'm saying, that's that's why the, the whole dissonance between the black community just like just totally pissed me off. Well, we but are monolithic. Still, 
You, I, what, I, that's y'all, not me. That's y'all. I ain't in it. As a community, I'm uh, with you, Fran. I ain't in it. You know what I'm saying? And so I just can't see how you. that would be the thought processes where you just need to get over it. I've been getting over uh, enough nah. from my generation, the generation before that, the generation before that, the property that I can't own because all the, the, the houses I can't buy, Redlining. the children I can't find, the cousins I don't know who they mm. are, mm. the reason why my color, my, uh. my skin is the color that it is, I, the reason I can't ride through the neighborhoods that I ride through that I own property in in a wrong car and I get pulled over by the police, all these things. I can't do all of these things now and I'm told consistently over and over and over again that I just need to get over it. Hell no. Fuck y'all. I'm not getting over it. He needs to go and if he's not going to go somebody who's in power needs to hold him accountable right. to do something about it. Right. And if you're not going to do that or if we're in a position where apparently uh, the power of our party is not strong enough to do so we need to make damn sure well that we don't get another dodo bird in that position again in this next term and that we stop even electing dodo birds in these small state elections who don't know what the hell they doing and don't have any idea about the stuff that we we claim oh we're so progressive and this is what we want but y'all not really y'all democrats not really about this progressive life y'all not about it because i don't right. see y'all fight i don't see y'all hashtag black lives matter up in None here of them. i don't see y'all hashtag i want to help the black community i no. want to work on affordable housing nope. i want to work on transit nope. i want to we don't see y'all saying that nope that's not what y'all saying. Y'all worried about running races and getting donations. That's what y'all worried about. Y'all worried about electability. Y'all worried about electability and y'all worried about being safe. You can't be a, a black ass candidate because that's not safe. You're going to end up being a one-term candidate. Maybe we need some strong ass one-term candidates to get some done because we tired of the same stuff we've been getting from this party that's not doing not a damn thing for black people, but pandering to us and promising us and not doing nothing about it. That's my two cents on that. You dropping the mic now? I'm done. Kirk, let the child shout. Let her shout. <laughs> okay, you I'll get on so my damn nerves and are, don't at me because I'm tired. Are you off your soapbox? I'm tired. You, I hope you tired? don't never come down. <gasps> stand what the black woman Never stand? let me down. So tired. Just so tired of y'all. <laughs> and stop calling me and asking me do I want to join the Libertarian Party. Hell no. Leave me oh alone. My God. That's another one too. She on my damn nerves. Say it with your chest. Don't love black people either. Francesca, <gasps> say it with your Don't face. none of them like black people. That's none my point. None of them, right? <laughs> That's my point. Like... <laughs> Judges, do you have anything to say? Yes, yes, definitely. What do you want to say? Open up the whole world for you, and souls are gonna be saved, lives are gonna be changed. Hallelujah! What? We catching, we catching <laughs> on both ends, and then you gonna come tell me about what what I need to do or what's wrong with your what? politics? What? We need to talk about it, right? Like you said, right is right and wrong is wrong. Republicans get, please, y'all little um little dim bits on Twitter, get out of my DMs talking about, well, if he was a Republican, he would be kicked out. Well, you know what? If he was a Republican, he just, we would know he had a you cape mean, on. Lincoln's party. Yeah, we would know. We would know the he had a cape on. We the got food. party of Lincoln. Y'all clap with it, y'all. You know, if he was a Republican, we would know. The cape would have been showing. We wouldn't have had to worry about it. We would have known who which one he was. Uh -huh. We're not sure. We got duped this time. We don't know. Why don't y'all tell us? I'm sure he was at the Klan meeting with y'all last month. You tell us who which one he was. Friend.
tired of it. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Y'all need to do better. I, I, so, I just let black women just do this. Then we'll get somewhere. So airport. what's your solution, Fran? From, from here we are. I was going to say, we have like seven minutes left. May okay. 2019. Mm-hmm. What do you think we can do to move forward? What the Democratic Party should be doing is mobilizing behind a black female, a highly progressive candidate, do, and not like even who? bothering. Like, like who? Like, like let's not talk in the abstract terms here. Well, like, like you can who? talk in any kind of terms you want to talk. Well, like, like, got, who, like who? We got somebody that's, that, that okay, supposedly say, is. Hashtag say her name. Well, hashtag Jennifer, come to hell on, girl. Come on, Jen. We Which got my one? Jennifer McClellan, Jennifer come on. Carol Ford. Come on. Come on. No, no, we talking about McClellan. Okay. Come on. Okay. okay. You know? All right. Say but, her name then. Well, but it don't it don't have to if she's not ready yet, it don't have to be her. It's called mobilize with who, who behind whoever it is. But what I know we're not gonna do is let another white man do this again. We didn't right. have enough of that. Right. We didn't have enough of that. Right. But enough I don't see that. the Democratic Party even No, we got local races right now where right you have now. black women. We got a black female like who incumbent. say her name we got a black female incumbent that's running a, a race and she's got a democratic i guess he's a democratic i guess he's a democrat i'm on the 16th uh-huh. and so uh, what, what is the 16th are we talking about rosalind dance joe morris uh-huh yes okay and and when people reach out to her and say hey you need help or can we knock doors for you? Or, you know, what's going on? The campaign is all every which way. And nobody knows how to how to respond back to emails, respond back to calls. And you're going to get your ass slam dunked. So are you predicting election. right here, right now that what I'm predicting, Dance what is I'm predicting, jo- what Joe I'm predicting is that the Joe, the Joe Morrissey glamour that uh, of of that black Richmond just loves them some Joe Morrissey, the, the Joe Morrissey glamour. Is gonna blow Rosalind Dance out of the water because she's not taking him seriously as an opponent. She's not taking him seriously because she feels like she's got Petersburg and Colonial Heights and that Dinwiddie area down on lock. And Joe Morrissey is up in here like you don't know. I got Black Richmond, Richmond behind me, all of them, the, the men, the women, all of them. Mm-hmm. So I can steal their daughters. They don't. They still behind me. Right. I can take their car notes for the, for for I'm a constituent of the 16th and I will just say I have you? seen one Rosalind dance sign and it is tiny so, compared so, to the Morrison. I mean and he's knocked on my door twice and I've gotten two mailers. We need to okay. we need to understand so, the Democratic so what do you, Party. What does Rosalind dance need to do like from this point she, forward? I'm gonna tell you, that's not her. It's other it's people. Not, and right. let's say like you know it doesn't even yeah. be her like let's say like an incumbent. Yeah, it's not and that's purview of like status quo Democrat yes. Party right now. What do you do? It's not just her. It's, it's so many other people. You need to stop thinking that you can rely on the fact that you've put work in, quote, unquote, in, in a previous race or in a previous term to make you think that your seat is safe. It's not safe. It's because new. It's not. People are coming for you. Yes. Whether you've done, especially if you ain't done your damn job. But if you have done your Hashtag job. do your job. That's it, too. If you haven't, people are coming for you. And but so Ross thinks she's help. done her job, though, right? But even with that. But you know what I really want? Well, like, her, some of her constituents don't think so. I don't know. So what I really want right now, blue wave, any Democrat candidate right now to do is tell me, what does it look like with a majority mm-hmm. of Democrats 
in the General Assembly. Because huh. all these conversations I've heard are all of these very moderate ideas. Mm-hmm. of like, oh, well, we'll take an inch. We'll take an inch. Like, no. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is what is the vision, the progressive vision of what we are going to pass as soon as mm-hmm. we get full control here. Exactly. So, so you want to hear from, you want to hear a vision. I yes. want a vision. Like, I want a direction. Yeah. I want my leaders yeah. to stand up and actually talk about what does this right. look like? Like, but, how but do what, we actually, but like, what does that vision look like with Ralph Northam as governor? Right. It looks and like that, what it is now. We don't have been... any leadership right now, I don't feel yeah. like. Like, my stance has been So you saying we need an adult in the room? We need an absolutely an adult in this room huh. right now. I need an adult. I need an adult. Right now. Hmm. Right. Well, I'll tell you my vision. What I would want everyone to pick up on is the legalization of marijuana with a racial justice lens of expungements, legalization yep. of freedom, letting black people out, letting black people. So you want parole participate. back as well? I want parole back. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, all right. Absolutely. Because Virginia took that away. I want the idea of like a percentage of black and brown communities intentionally within that industry mm-hmm. and participation with it. those that are participating in the black market. Give them a role in the legal market. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want legalization of marijuana within a racial justice lens. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about vision, that's just what, me. What's your dream, Mr. Cooper? <laughs> Cooper dreams. Hashtag Cooper dreams. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Cooper dreams. So, I mean, I, I'm a dreamer, y'all. So you got less than a minute, man. I think <laughs> legalization of marijuana. It's definitely a big win. Criminal justice reform, so bingo. Um, All bringing back parole is a big one for me. Yep. Education, right? Mm. So, mm. if we look at the way we fund schools in Virginia, right, and looking at it, you know, as cliche as it's become, an equity lens. Mm-hmm. Um, other states have already shown us, like. Like we don't have to reinvent the wheel. They've shown us viable options. Yeah, right. We can so, try. So, right. Equity so like, is an action. So like Georgia has a Hope Scholarship, right? And so like why can't we bring something like that to Virginia hmm. in the quote unquote capital of the Confederacy 400 years? That answered your question right there. Well, 400, 400 years after the first enslaved Americans came to Virginia. Like, I mean, reparations, right? Like this is the perfect place for this to come. Um, in the 400th year to a man that wore blackface talking about what do I need to do to prove equity yes these are your options yeah so, so that's what I'm saying like Ralph Northam at the end of the day Ralph Northam Mark Heron Justin Fairfax are all still eligible to serve in their respected capacities I'd argue that they aren't suitable hmm. but at this juncture, mm-hmm. they still like, like, like we have to do like we have to pivot in some ways yeah. and like we have to like be bold. Right. And I don't mean just say I'm not going to sign any more mandatory minimums <laughs> like. Damn, man. Like, no. when are we going to do something? Well, when like, are you going to do something? Else? Be right. bold. Like, I want the legislators yeah. to be bold. Like, and, right, right, right. Be bold. Right. And yeah. so at the end of the day, like Northam and company. They can be whomever and whatever they want to be. But the legislators really need to push the envelope mm-hmm. and yeah. force them and, like, put them in a corner and, like, yo, like, this is what we have to do for Virginians. Well, and, and stop all the way – stop all the time, like, settling for, for crumbs. Black caucus. Right? Like, I'm, I'm so tired of us mm-hmm. just, like – 
oh man, we just gonna take this little piece of the pie. Like, get the whole pie, man. Stick but your look whole at the leg in. Stick your whole leg in. But, but that's that's it though. But stick again, your whole foot in it, grandma. The thing though, but that's the thing. If you're gonna expect them to be strong and corner him. Look at who you got in office and where who's gonna stand up and do that. There you go, friend. That's, That's it. a whole nother uh, issue. Legislative 2019, y'all better vote. Hmm. So on that, I think the big call here is be bold. Mm-hmm. Be bold. Bold. I'm sold on bold. We're going into some primaries, June 11th. June yep. 11th. June 11th. All right. Well, thank you all for being here today. I mean, Happy birthday, you... Mr. Six One Thirty One. Yeah. Hey, thank Hashtag you. Hashtag Cooper I, Dream. I hope you... Y'all have me come back, please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're probably going to, you know, mm, I don't even know. Are you going to close us out, Fran? Yeah, I'm going to close go. us out, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you can be best, too, you know, if you want. Oh, God. I'm just saying. Yo. Just wanted to throw that in there. I'm very excited to announce Be Best. Be Best is the <laughs> I think there must be a thumb missing, right? There's got to be a word. It was either going to be Be Best or Do Goodest. Be Best. Be Best. That's enough, sweetie. Flint still has dirty water. RPS is, I, I guess, fully funded. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it works. We and still need, we still need progress there. Like, it is, it's be, it goes. Up mess up the outro, yo. You, That's another bad. show. You interrupt. You messing up the church's money. I'm sorry for a while. You messing up the church's money. Explain her injury. I'm just gonna, just <laughs> gonna take my stuff. It, it, Flint still has dirty water. Mm. RPS is fully funded, but we ain't sure if that ish is gonna work. And Richmond is still racist, but we working on it. See y'all next week. I'm going to tie his mouth closed. Bye. (laughs) Thank you once again for joining us for RBA Dirt's Municipal Mania. Heard every Wednesday at 11 a.m. right here on WRARLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. If you would like to continue this discussion or start another with us, you can hit us up across all social media at RVA Dirt. The black experience is black and serious. Cause being black, my experience is no one hearing us. White kids get to wear whatever hat they want. When it comes to black kids, one size fits all.